Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined by Just Dave. I assumed air horns would be accompanying that. <laughs> I think that's got to be a regular thing now. Um, air what? horns every time. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I'll note that down. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yes. How's it going, mate? It's it's going good. Good. It's going good. Yes. Yes. How's your week been? Yeah, I was I was hanging out in Brighton. Oh yeah, of course you were. For yeah. Most of last week, hence I wasn't here, unfortunately. Yeah, last Saturday you were busy having fun. I, I know. How right? dare How you? Incredibly selfish of me. Yeah. How dare I go and have fun? Yes. Um No, it was good fun hanging out with people. Went to Comic Con. Oh, that fo- was quite cool. Awesome. Went yeah. on the Friday to that, um, which was awesome. Like first, I've never been to Comic Con before. Mm. Uh, done uh, like EGX and all that, but Comic Con, bit of a different beast. Um, obviously being in London as well, you know, happened to be in the area on the Friday, thought, mm-hmm. why not go for it? Bit of a different beast indeed. Like, um, still a focus on games, but just, it seemed bigger, yeah. obviously. Uh, and equally much more sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Claustrophobic. Okay. A little bit. Right. Um, but good fun. Good fun. Great yeah. costumes. Amazing costumes. Yeah. We can saw- imagine. I'll have to show you the picture at some point. Um, a woman, she can't have had much time to make this costume, but like she's just wearing like a regular sort of suit, but on her head was this proper massive papier-mâché galarian wheezing. Oh, that's so cool! It was glorious. That's amazing. And we were just looking. It's like you can't have had that long. Yeah, must have literally but... been from the announcement. It's gone. You know what? I'm going to be at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> There's a market for this. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Um, sweet. Uh, we've got lots of emails. People have been emailing in. And it's specific stuff that can only relate to like me and you. Oh, so joy. I've been having to save them for when you're here. So I'm going to try and rattle through some of them if we can. Let's do it. So we got a uh, 
a message here, an email from Sean. She says, hello, Pete and Dave, and Ollie, Luke, Laurie, and whoever else may be present to hear slash read this email. Just being you today. Hmm. Uh, my name is Sean, and I'm relatively newish listener slash watcher of WrestleTalk, starting to watch about a month before ScreenStalker came into fruition. You guys have really been great to watch and listen to get me back into the world of wrestling as a fan. Growing up, I always loved watching wrestling, playing with the action figures and video games, etc. I fell out of watching wrestling come high school, but started keeping up to date with WWE in my sophomore year of college in 2016. But enough about my backstory as a fan. How about <laughs> a question to discuss? A non-wrestling-related question, I might add. So, King Chopper and Dave the Friend are both pretty big Pokemon fans i gather and had a showdown throwdown youtube series <laughs> under the usernames <laughs> redacted and redacted <laughs> and it says in brackets you can redact those names if you so desire which i just did did you get them right oh yeah he did spoke correctly and Love everything it. correct capitalization and all sorts perfect it's amazing and he said that's awesome uh, if there's one thing i've been a fan of my whole life it's pokemon and while we've been in a, in a lull waiting for Sword and Shield, my mind keeps going to competitive battling. So my question for you two fine Pokemon trainers is this. What is your favorite set for a single Pokemon to use in a battle? As an example of my answer, I'll share mine. My favorite setup is a Shell Smash Cloister build. Naughty Nature, Max DVs in attack and speed holding a Focus Sash, and the moveset is a Shell Smash, Ice Spear, ice, ice Shard, and Surf. This set swept through a small league I was part of and instantly became a favorite after using it. Sorry for the long email. I look forward to more reviews in the future and whatever content Russell Talk and ScreenStalker have planned, especially after short sword and shield come out perhaps a screen stalker pokemon league if there's enough interest anyway i hope you all have a wonderful day signed sean the shiny riolu sean the shiny riolu um so much to unpack with this i know uh firstly very glad uh you're enjoying the stuff and you know getting back into the wrestling with it mm. that's awesome to hear we always love hearing that kind of stuff yeah for sure um a, 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 a pokemon a wrestle talk pokemon league that would be hilarious because it would be me and you and Laurie knows a little bit and no one else. So I, I, I mean, you say me and you and Laurie knows a little bit. It'd yeah. Me and you and Laurie know a little bit. Hey! <laughs> I know a lot of it. I'm just not very good at actually doing the things. Doing you know. the things that I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I get bad when that's, I start actually battling. Um, <laughs> in terms of my favorite set, uh, Belly Drum Charizard X. It's a dumb set. It's definitely my favorite because it barely ever works. But when it does, good God, you just have Belly Drum, uh, Fire Punch, Dragon Claw, and something like Thunder Punch to do with water mm. types or something like that. It's fun. Or you could even go like Roost or Dragon Dance if you want to do extra speed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's super true. stupid and super duper fun. Mm. So, Was it yeah. specifically a setup set or just a set in general? Just a set. Anything, um, anything at all. Oh, blimey. I go but from... it has to be one Pokemon. It's not like your bloody Trick Room Victini shenanigans. Oh, yeah. It can't be a combination <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's... It's got to be just just one set. That's fair. Um, oh, blimey. I go through phases of these kind of things. Um, I really enjoyed using way back when... Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch out for the temple pulsing in Pete's vein as I mentioned the, the word Uxie. Uh, no, it was um, it was uh, Calm Mind Citrus Berry Recycle. Oh, yeah. Uh, with whatever, I think I was running, I think the set I ha happened to run was like Giga Drain and Shadow Ball, but I'd yeah. probably like switch them up for whatever was necessary at the time. Probably Stab, Psychic, and whatever coverage, Hidden Power, Fighting, yeah, Ground, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, just get the Calm Minds up, run physically defensive, uh, get the citrus berry for healing and just recycle it as and when. Mm -hmm. um, and it just sits there and soaks up hits. Because it's irksy, it, that's what it does. Uxy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Love it. Thank you very much for the email, Sean. 
And also, Shell Smash Cloister always. I mean, it's always great. We don't mess with the classics. No, exactly. And Shell Smash Cloister is up there with the classics. It's a, it's just potent. It is. It's very much potent. so. Uh, we got an email from Ben. A very quick email from Ben saying, "Hello, Chopper Whopper and Dave. Just Dave. Please continue the D and D talk. That is all." Ben. Thanks, Ben. Lovely. Thanks, Ben. We shall. We shall. <laughs> we shall at some point. Um, we were we were actually looking over D and D stuff um, this morning. We were just uh, theorying characters and build building warlocks. Yes, because we couldn't do that kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah, it was very fun. I uh, got an email here uh, that just says the only thing strong enough to keep together Shorty G's career together is flex tape. And that and that comes in a smiley emoji at the end. That comes in from someone. No idea who this person is. Mercedes Bragg. Don't know who that is. I can't can't really imagine who that could be. No, to be honest. No, never heard of him. Flex tape to keep Shorty G's <laughs> career together. <laughs> Thanks, I Mercy. saw this wrestler in hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so short. You see. <laughs> Sort of enough. <laughs> oh, um, we like to have fun here. We like to have fun here. <laughs> um, we should probably get into the main portion of the show here, mm. uh, talking about SmackDown and what a bloody show it was. Oh, oh boy. boy, it oh, was a show. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about first off, Adam Cole defeated Daniel Bryant. Here is the show. Let's talk about this bloody SmackDown. This came out of bloody nowhere, didn't it? I mean, if ever there was an example of making the best out of a bad situation, Mm. which I wouldn't necessarily normally have backed them to be able to do. In fairness, I would. Whenever whenever their back's really against the wall, normally WWE just pulls something out. Do you remember when they had the... TLC show when they had the the case of the mumps and stuff and they brought mm. back Kurt Angle and they gave yeah. us Finn Balor versus AJ Styles and it was like That's oh my point. god that just made the card so much better and it just yeah. came out of nowhere that is a fair point yeah um, but yeah I mean this one obviously with the issues they've been having with half their roster being halfway across the world mm. still yeah um, yeah what a, what a move what a show um, we're gonna get into the full show later on. But basically, there's an NXT invasion. It was yeah. rad. Um, but this was the the prime example of this whole invasion was mm. the main event because it was NXT champion Adam Cole taking on Daniel Bryan for the yeah. NXT championship in the main event of SmackDown. Defending the NXT championship on SmackDown for the first time. Yep. Awesome. So this was set up earlier in the night. Mm, yeah. Daniel Bryan was walking backstage uh, and he bumps into Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And he goes up to Triple H and he says, well, what are you doing here? Triple H just goes, oh, well, you know, figured we'd take this opportunity. Seems we've been calling out for Survivor Series because if you didn't know, by the way, it got announced at Crown Jewel this mm. year's Survivor Series is going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT for the first time. So he says, well, you know, we've been called out and maybe we're just taking our opportunity. Yeah. And then Daniel Bryan says, well, it's funny that I'm looking for a fight. Triple H gets in his face, teasing that it's going to be him. And he goes, oh, well, I didn't bring my gear, you see. In, and the, in, in, in the background, Shawn Michaels is just taking off his jacket. Yeah. He's got what looks like gear on underneath. And then he looks and he's like, ah, do you know, it's a bit cold, actually. He puts <laughs> it back on again. Yeah. Triple H goes, yeah, it's a bit cold. Yeah. It's not him. What are you talking about? 
And then he just goes, uh, champ. And as soon as he said that, I was like, <gasps> Adam, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. And then Adam Cole walks into the shop. Mm-hmm. And I got a reaction because I was like, oh, Adam Cole's on SmackDown. That's awesome. And I was like, oh my God, it's Adam Cole versus Daniel yeah. Bryan. <clears throat> and then I. So I, many I, levels of reaction. I know, yeah. I, I marked out a little bit more. Yeah. And Daniel says, sure, I'll fight Cole. And mm-hmm. then Triple H just goes, is that okay, okay with you? He's like, yep. He goes, if we're going to do this right, we're going to do it for the NXT Championship. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? So I was like, so excited. And the match itself was very, very fun. It was, yeah. Um, Roderick Strong came out on the stage with Adam Cole when he first yeah, came out. Nice. Gave him a little, yeah, I'm also a champion, and then walked yeah. off. Kyler Riley and Roddy Strong, I guess, were... Roddy Strong was that. Not Roddy Strong. Kyler Riley Bobby and Bobby Fish, Fish were... <clears throat> otherwise engaged. Elsewhere, yeah. Um... But then, yeah, he walks to the back and lets Cole do his thing, have a proper mm. singles match. First note I've got. I don't think Cole is winning this. I think it will end in a schmoz. I didn't think Daniel Bryan would win. I didn't think Adam Cole would, one, win. Or if he did win, I didn't think he'd win clean. Mm. I thought there would either be some sort of distraction or there'd be like a DQ. Something would happen where Cole didn't just beat Bryan normally. Mm. Now, you see, I, I, had, I had a bit more faith in it simply because of the presence of Triple H mm-hmm. being at ringside as he was with Shawn Michaels um, and with NXT being just as massive as it is it's on such a high right now part of it was more in hope than expectation that they wouldn't want to bring that down and tarnish it by having anyone else get involved like I had my faith in Cole to win it mm-hmm. and I was just like don't get involved anyone else yeah, please just let this be the clean match that we want. Yes, <coughs> and what I want anyway. And <clears throat> it was yes, absolutely it absolutely it was. was. They had a really fun match back and forth, and there yeah. were so many points where I was like, "Brian's got this. Mm-hmm. Brian's won." And he's they he locks in the the the, the label lock. Yep, say that like five twice. times fast. Lock that in twice. One of them, Cole's reaching for the ropes, and he grabs his arm and does like the pullback spot, yep. which is really cool. He's lining up for the running knee, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is it. This Game is over, it, man. isn't it?" And as he runs in, Cole counters with a super kick, uh-huh. hits the Panama Sunrise, hits the last shot, and then just pins him. Yeah. Middle of the ring, clean as a whistle. Straight up takes him out. Oh, so good. I was so, so happy to see that. Yeah. And then afterwards, the entire, well, not the entire NXT roster, because there's way too many people, but mm. most of the NXT roster comes swarming out to the ring. Triple H gets in the ring, and he goes, this, this is our army. Yeah. We have... The army that we're going to be taking to Survivor Series, we got called out. He was like, I was just sitting there watching, and it said, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. He's like, well, someone's called us out. Well, now we fired the first shot. Yeah. Let's see what you've got, Raw and SmackDown. And he calls out the rest of the roster, and he just says, we are NXT. And then show goes off the air. Yeah. With Adam Cole and Shayna Baszler holding up their titles. Yeah. Awesome. Just so fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Like... it, that everything from being just a great match, mm-hmm. like Cole versus Brian, is didn't kind of almost didn't realize it was a dream match that I loved to want to see until it was happening. I was like, wait yep. a minute, this is awesome, and this fantastic like starting out as just this really technical match. So many like lots of floor work, so many submissions being locked in and countered and escaped from, um, and then moving on to this fantastic finale with Adam Cole being Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, just being generally awesome. So fantastic. And it was so great to see him not just like get a roll up. Mm. 
or even hit the last shot out of nowhere and win. Yeah. To have Superkick Panama Sunrise last shot, that is a decisive victory. That is, Adam Cole has won Mm -hmm. easily. Well, not not easily, but you know what I mean. It's very decisive. Um, I started really getting into this match because there were several exclamation marks and caps in my notes. Yes, (laughs) I I had Brian Brian locks in the label lock with three exclamation marks after it, Mm -hmm. and Cole worms his way out in capitals. (laughs) So I was really into really into this match. A lot of exclamation marks. Yeah. Um, where well the, where this goes from here is remains to be seen because yeah. I bloody love this show. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, 100% with you. It was awesome. And they're obviously building to Survivor Series for the Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Yeah. In a bubble, this episode was spectacular. Yes. Loved it. 100% awesome. Five out of five show. No doubt. No doubt in my mind that was a five out of five show. When you take into account the context, I don't see this carrying on. This sort of momentum that NXT has in invading SmackDown and taking over, I don't see them doing it on Raw. I don't no. think they're going to do it again at all. And I, I don't see NXT winning Survivor Series as a whole. So I think this is probably the peak of the NXT inclusion in the storyline. Because this was done essentially because of the travel issues that they've been having. Yeah. None of their talent were available for SmackDown. Yeah. See, th- this is the thing. If they had all their talent available and they'd still done this show, this exact show, I think I'd be so much higher on it. Because they took the conscious decision to not have any of their top talent on the show and showcase all of NXT in all its glory on SmackDown. But they didn't. They only did it because they didn't have all their top guys available. Yeah. So, <coughs> Excuse me. So while I I love this show so much, the cynical part of me is going, yeah, but it's only for this week, though, isn't it? Next week, it's just going to be the same again. NXT is just going to be, you know, third brand, can't beat them, all that stuff. And I hate being so cynical, but that little part of me is just going, ain't going to last, though, is it? So I, 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 don't, I don't know what to think about this. I'm still it's... giving it a five out of five. It was an amazing show. Completely agree with you on the 5 out of 5 show, because that's not in doubt. Yeah. I wonder about this moving into Survivor Series, and this may sound like... This may sound like a weird thing to say, but in terms of this momentum carrying on and NXT doing this the whole time, do they need to? No, I don't think they need to, but I think... It won't just be a case of, oh, NXT can hang with Raw and SmackDown now. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, it's Raw and SmackDown. Oh, and NXT's there, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's going to go from NXT's the best to NXT's the worst really, really quickly. It's yeah. not going to be a kind of a three-way dance. They'll try and make it look like it, but I think everyone's just going to be treated not in the same caliber, if that makes sense. Yeah, which, I mean, it is a shame given what we saw on the show yeah. where, you know, these people can hang. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we always knew that. Yep. Um, and, you know, with NXT pulling in the popularity that it does when Raw and SmackDown yeah, get slated their fair amount. Yeah. Um, that's why I sort of my, my thought process behind that is like, do NXT need the rub of like, God forbid, dare I say it, winning? Yeah. Like, at, I mean, they... Mm, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't jinx it. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I I can see where you're coming from with like, is this just going to peter out? They're not going to make nothing of it. But it makes Survivor Series both a very exciting prospect 
and also something that kind of needs to be handled delicately. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's my big problem, is Survivor Series needs to be handled delicately, and I don't have the confidence in WWE to do that. I think yeah. that's my big gripe, because and I, that's not just me being a cynical a-hole. They have a pretty bad track record they of do. not handling things delicately. They do. So I think... I don't think I'm being unrealistic to say I don't think NXT's winning at Survivor Series. I think you're fair with that. And I think that if they don't win, people are going to be upset that NXT didn't win because it's their Mm. favorite brand and it puts out the best show every week, etc. So I think this show was so good because NXT got a clean sweep. Spoilers for the rest of the show, but Mm. lots of other NXT people came in and had matches and things and they all won. So... NXT got the clean sweep on this show, and it was fantastic. And it's what everyone wanted to see from an NXT invasion. They come in, they dominate, clean sweep, NXT's the best, isn't NXT amazing? I don't see that carrying on. And I think as soon as it doesn't, people are going to turn on the whole angle and be like, you can't, it's disrespecting the yeah, NXT you can't talent. Do this to NXT. Exactly. So I personally would be fine with it if they handle it delicately. Yes. If they have people who lose but still look strong coming out of it, yeah. that's fine. Have some winners as well, obviously. Of course, like, have some winners in there. I don't have any doubt that Survivor Series is going to be a great show. Mm. Like, in well, terms of the matches. Hope so. Yeah. In terms of the matches themselves, you can't... You, I, I, I can't imagine them not being great for the majority. Have you seen WWE's roster lately? It is the most stacked roster in wrestling history. Why aren't they putting on five-star classics every single pay-per-view? Because WWE can't book them right. So I would say, yes, they should be great matches. I don't have any confidence in them making them great matches, but they should be. This is true, but with the NXT superstars taking part, Mm -hmm. you've got to imagine that Triple H is going to have some input as well. You'd hope. You'd hope, and that's that's kind of what I'm banking on here. Yeah. For at least in some parts, trips to be like, well, hang on now. Yes. Because it's been quite well known, actually, that Vince doesn't like main roster guys losing to NXT stars. He just doesn't like it. It's why when the Street Profits were called up, they just did backstage segments Mm. forever and ever because they were the NXT Tag Team Champions... Triple H didn't want them losing because no. they're the NXT Tag Team Champions, and Vince didn't want any of the main roster guys losing. Yeah. So they just had to be backstage for ages doing their hype promos because they couldn't have a match because they couldn't win or lose the match. Yeah. Then eventually, of course, they became Raw talent, and then they finally had their own match. So this it makes this episode even more shocking that NXT guys came out. Not only did NXT guys came out, they all won. Yeah. They beat all the SmackDown guys, and they beat The Miz. They beat, granted... Fire and Desire. Uh-huh. Don't they particularly care about them. Daniel but then Bryan. they beat Daniel Bryan as well. These are not like jobbers. No. These are very well established stars. And the NXT guys just beat them. Straight up. So that makes this episode even more shocking on the surface. And it does make me a bit more hopeful that they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, because even even if Vince wasn't in the vicinity, even if Vince wasn't physically there to run the show, which mm. I... I haven't been able to determine that. I've seen conflicting reports as to whether Vince was there running the show or running the show from, you know, his flight or wherever else he is. He still approves everything that happens on the show. Yeah. That That's just how it is. Vince always approves everything on every single show. So he approved this entire stuff. He approved NXT coming in and getting a clean sweep. So maybe that's a change of pace from Vince. Maybe, just maybe, that's Vince going, NXT can have this one. But 
how long will that last before Vince gets bored? Yeah, as long Because as... Vince just changes his mind like that. You don't want it to be a kind of, okay, NXT can have this one, but... Yeah, but... The, the, the ever-present... I nearly said the ever-present but. Hey! Um, <laughs> we... Puns. No, but in all seriousness, <clears throat> you don't want to give NXT this massive thing if at the very next instance... Vince is going to come in and say, okay, you had your fun. Now it's time, you know, for the big boys and girls yeah. to come back and actually yeah. win again. And looking at Vince's track record, that's exactly what he does. Yeah. You can have your fun. You can have Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship. Mm. That's fine. But he will get squashed by Brock Lesnar eventually yes. in nine seconds. You can have everything you want. The women can main event WrestleMania, mm. but they will be treated like jokes straight afterwards after Ronda Rousey goes away. Yeah. So... Vince has a track record of giving us what we want and then not giving us what we want. Yeah, we just... That's why I'm just... My whole thing here is, like, there needs to be assertive mm-hmm. influence from Triple H <laughs> saying, like, well, this is what I'm hoping. I'm, this yeah. is more in hope than necessarily an I was going to say, I think this is more hope and than anything. I just anything. want people to see, like, okay, we did this with Kofi Kingston. It was a bad thing, but it's done. Don't do it with an entire brand. I don't think Vince sees that as a bad thing, that Kofi lost. No, nor do I. Because he's got Brock, and he likes Brock, and Brock yep. Brock is good. Yeah. So I don't. I think that argument won't hold any water with Vince. If you just say, look at this thing you did with Kofi, you'd be like, no, it was great. Yeah. We got Brock as champion. Oh. It's whatever. Anyway, I know we're getting too negative, and we're getting too cynical about yes. this. Because at the end of the day, this was... A fantastic show, mm. and it was amazing. I got up at half past five and watched this this morning. Yeah, and I was so awake after the first like after the first segment was done and we started getting into the NXT stuff. Mm. I was literally sitting there trying not to wake up my lady partner who was lying next to me asleep. I was literally just going like, and I didn't want to move too much because I wanted to like mark out some of these things. Oh, I can't move too much because she's sleeping. See, I this was a fun. Own, show. I have my own room, so I was fine. Yeah, you're fine. Not in the same house. Yeah, that'd be odd. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets Get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now we need to say thank you to another group of people. And that is our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not gone to WrestleTalk's Patreon, patreon.com slash WrestleTalk, you can get all sorts of bonus content by pledging a certain amount every month. If it's uh, any amount, you or $5, sorry, you get to be part of Wrestle League, which is our predictions league that goes on every single pay-per-view that we have, mm-hmm. including Impact and AEW and everything else that's going to be culminating at Survivor Series, and the next season is going to be starting at Survivor Series as well, so get on board with that. You've got bonus podcasts, you've got even more bonus podcasts with even the the drunk cast that we do called Ramble Club, and you've got uh, uh, old pay-per-view reviews with Luke and Ollie, and you get your shout-outs like on this very show, you get your name in bumpers, depending how much you want to pledge. It's a really cool place. Patreon.com slash WrestleTalk. But let's say thank you to our $25 and above pledge hammers right now, some of them anyway, starting with the craftsman, Blake Carpenter. That's right, I say your name right, and I know Ollie doesn't. You've done it very well there. Thank very you well very much. I'm proud of you. Yes. Next up, we have the Kessel Run DX Solo. Woo! Yes. Love it. Get your own cheap pop as well. Justin, could you be any better than Matthew Perry? Yes, it's a drawn-out Friends reference. But it's very well done indeed, along with Paul E. Dangerously Jarman. Oh, yes, lovely stuff. The $100 man, C.D. Horvath. Beautiful. Lovely stuff. Love the accent on the end Thank you. We have The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Dan Van Sky. Dan Dan Van Van Sky. Sky. Yeah, (laughs) woo Astounding, Abdullah Aladazi. Astounding he is. Oh, Cheetos, here we go again. Carl Johnson. Woo, yes. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. And finally, we have disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie. Yeah. Classy Blassie or Classy Blassie? I'm not sure. Classy Blassie. Classy Blassie. First, let's get into your suit suit super chats. Uh, let's get some of these up here. So, wow, we've got quite a few today. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with uh, Limps, uh, who said it's a shame Triple H can put over. It's a shame Triple H can put over everyone in this episode as much as he wants to. Give it a few weeks. We're back to the same old S word. Hashtag this is not canon. And I kind of agree. That's kind of what we've been saying a little yeah, bit, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of agree with that, unfortunately. Um, Nick Isle Biznath said, uh, This invasion, then Springboks winning. Am I dreaming? Did South Africa win the thing? Yes. Cool. South Africa won the thing. The thing. Yay. Go. He doesn't know rugby. I don't sports. Nor do I, really. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you I'm, watch sports, though. I That's do different. watch sport. I yeah. watch a lot of sports and have... Very, very, like, 
big opinions about sports. Yes. Uh, I get really into my opinions about sports, mm. mostly about how bad people are at sports, even though they're professionals, and I'm not. Mm, yes. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> Kevin says, uh, what do you think will be the traditional five-on-five? Five? They might do something stupid and do a five-on-five-on-five on five on five, uh, and have, like, five guys from... You know, from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I don't know how they're going to treat Survivor Series. I don't know no. if, like, every match is just going to be a triple threat. Or they're going to have... Some it will be, like, NXT versus SmackDown. And another one will be, like, Raw versus NXT. And another one will be yeah. Raw versus SmackDown. I don't know how they're going to play it out. Would, so I, I can't figure out how the 5 and 5 is going to go. It would seem odd that every single match would be a triple threat. That yeah. kind of... It kind of dilutes the entire thing. If exactly. every single match yes. has that same thing going on. But then, you know, how do you toss up the scores, mm-hmm. I guess? Yeah. The five on five on five. Maybe. There's a lot of people going around. Oh, it is. I mean... Unless they just take it down to has, four, four, four on four on four. What has more people in it? Because they did a five on five tag match, didn't they? When they had five tag teams and five tag teams, which was an awful lot of people. That's That yeah, was absurd. A lot of bodies in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, King Rasta said, I was very sports entertained from SmackDown. Mate, so sports Love entertained. It. Very sports entertained. It was fantastic. It was, it was yes, we agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Paulson said, uh, didn't Kevin Owens defend the NXT Championship on SmackDown once? I don't think he ever defended it. I know he brought it with him. He brought it with him. And he attacked he, Cena. Yeah, when he when he I, answered Cena's US Open challenge. I uh, don't know whether him. I don't know whether he ever defended it or not. Because I know pretty shortly after that he was having the matches with Cena on the pay-per-views. Mm. I don't think he ever actually defended the NXT championship on SmackDown. Might be wrong with that. I'm sure the chat will let me know. Absolutely. Uh Tomo, Tomo said, uh, loved watching NXT Takeover SmackDown. That's exactly what I called it in my edited review, which <laughs> will be going up later on. Great show. I agree, Tomo. Uh, we'll do the last one for now. Uh, Bradley Fetzer said, uh, do you guys think that NXT superstars will invade Raw or any SmackDown superstars will invade NXT? I hope so. Honestly, it would be I would love yeah, SmackDown or, or Raw, someone to come and invade NXT on one week would be fun. I'd like it. I don't want them to derail the build to War Games. No, absolutely though. not. So I want it to still make sense. That's my another gripe we'll get onto later about, we've, about we've this. Had, we've had that before when um, WWE superstars have invaded NXT. We saw it with Seth, didn't we? It's not really an invasion, though. I, they, he, he he tried to bill it as an invasion. Yeah, no. It was, just, so, it was I mean, just him. Yeah, it was just him. And he, in, he invaded to chat with Triple H. He just wanted yeah. to call out Triple H. It wasn't really an invasion of NXT, yeah, if that makes was, sense. It was, oh, Seth's here. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, Seth's here. He wants to talk to Triple H. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I, I'd like that as long as it doesn't get in the way of war games because they have their own stuff going on and their build yeah. has been spectacular so far. Oh, absolutely. So I I'd, I'd really, really don't want them to get in, in the way of that Who at all. Who would you have invading? Lots of people. <laughs> Just lots. Lots of people. Just many. Imagine The Fiend going to NXT. Good lord. Brand loyalty. The Fiend loves SmackDown so much. Yeah, he really does. It's, it's, it's just so important. Yeah. Let's get into the main uh, the main show here. The main meat of it. Uh, so, SmackDown kicked off. Uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole not able to make it back from Saudi Arabia due to the no. travel issues that they had. Uh, so, Tom Phillips, Aiden English, and Renee Young are mm. on commentary. Cool. Yeah. Mike. I it. genuinely thought they did really well with it. Yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, first segment of the night, uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar mm. come out, still with his WWE Championship. Yes. Uh, Heyman, <laughs> I thought, cut his promo so slowly to fill for time. He was really enunciating yeah. his words. And I know it played into the point of the promo because he was saying that Brock Lesnar's pissed off, etc. Mm. But it just seemed funny to me. It was like, okay, Paul, go out there and do your promo, but do it at 0.5 times speed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we'll just expand it out. It'll yeah. be fine. We've, we've got some delays because that was a that was a thing, wasn't it? The mm-hmm. NXT stars were sort of delayed on their journey and they had to have a police escort. <laughs> to the arena, um, yeah. I think they said they landed at like 7.55. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, we've got several minutes to get there. Yes. Um, so they had to sort of rush it. So I can see why Paul was doing the opposite of rushing and just really <clears throat> slowing it down, but um, yeah. still being Paul Heyman with it. Oh, yeah, he's still um, a cracking promo, obviously. Some absolutely choice quotations mm-hmm. from Paul Heyman, including, permit me to shed the brightness of my brilliance upon the darkness of your ignorance to the crowd, which I, I really quite enjoyed. Um, just really hamming up that Brock's angry. All yes, Brock he is. is not a happy bunny. Yeah, even though he conquered Kane Velasquez at Crown mm. Jewel, uh, he's he's not ha- not a happy boy because of Rey Mysterio. Yes. Then he says, Mysterio can't fight Lesnar because he's contracted to the USA Network on Raw. Mysterio's been on SmackDown mm. for the last like two weeks, building stuff. Yeah. You can't just put in rules that haven't been there before. Yeah, it is a little bit of a sure. one, isn't it? Um, Whatever. But then that led to a pretty big announcement, honestly, mm. that Lesnar is quitting SmackDown and he's going to be going over to Raw to find Mysterio and make him pay. Yeah. So this would be probably be the way to say, right, Lesnar's over to Raw. So we've got the WWE Championship over on Raw now, Universal Championship on SmackDown with The Fiend. Yeah, that was a sort of, that was a bit of a talking point over the past sort of, you know, hours, days, how mm-hmm. long given the fact that since The Fiend won, it was, it was a, a bit of a talking point, given the fact that s- there was a, a massive imbalance of which championships were on which shows. So m- many of the top ones, obviously being over on um, SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, Raw only really had the US, the US title, uh, the women's title i believe is women's there. floats women's tag titles floats. It's, oh, over there for now I no think. They, they just float they can go wherever the oh, women's course, tag yes. titles can go wherever yeah. so it's just the raw women's us and the raw tag yeah so and yeah they're missing a top title basically they really are yeah so that does kind of fix in inverted yeah. commas that yeah, issue. It does. um I, I figured one of them would go back to raw and i guess this is the way to do it yeah it's it's whatever i I would have preferred if it was a bigger moment per se. It was just like Lesnar is quitting SmackDown. Oh, I, I didn't realize it was that easy to quit out of your contract, but yeah, sure. Well, when, uh, when you're Brock Lesnar, I, I guess. Yeah, when you're Brock, um, you can just do that kind of and thing. Now he can go and hunt Rey Mysterio. Yes, he can. As he said, he was going to thoroughly give invested. Him a, give in, him a good hunting. Yes, I'm. I'm thoroughly invested in the Lesnar Mysterio storyline. I think that's the feud they've actually been building the whole time, and Kane Velasquez mm. was just a roadblock. So yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm well into it. Cool. I like it quite enjoyed Velasquez being described as a sacrificial piñata. Yeah. He's great. Which kind of works. You know, mm. now we've got Ray versus Brock, which Love it. you know, that's pretty cool. Yep. I I'm looking forward to seeing that because we've now seen Ray kind of snap a little bit more than he normally would, beating him to within an inch of his life with a chair. Yes. Which you don't see Ray do that often. No. So I'm excited for this one, mm-hmm. to be honest. Me too. Uh, maybe it could be like a final WWE Championship run before he retires, or maybe this could be his retirement angle. 
something like that. Could be. I think that would be really cool. It's got to be someone big to retire mm-hmm. Ray. For sure. Um, then uh, we see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman leaving backstage. And as they're walking off, we just see Triple H and Shawn Michaels just being like, poking their heads yeah, around just the corner, just having a look, watching them leave. Yeah. Now, my brain was a million miles away when I was watching this show uh, this morning. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, was that supposed to be some sort of tease that Brock Lesnar's going to NXT? Like, what What was that? Because I, I checked out of the wrestling world last night because yeah. I, I have a, a friend visiting at the moment. So we, we went home and I wasn't thinking about wrestling or anything. So I, mm. I hadn't heard any of the news that the NXT stars were going to be on SmackDown or anything that got reported last night. So I went into this kind of a little bit blind. So yeah. I saw Triple H and Shawn Michaels and I was like, oh, cool, they're, they're running the show, whatever. And then I just saw him and I was like, is that... Is that Lesnar going to NXT? What the hell's going on? But of course, it's setting up what's happening later in this show. Yes. Um, then we get uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This was set up, obviously, Nikki Cross won her number one contenders match beforehand. Mm. So I they're paying this off now. Originally, it was supposed to be a three-on-three. Three. It was, yes. It was going to be uh, Bailey and Fire and Desire. Which is a weird thing. Yeah, mix. it's weird. Kind of glad they ended up yeah. having to do that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I can't remember who they were going to face. It was Nikki and... Others, Carmella and Car- Dana Brooke. Yeah, Nikki, Carmella yeah. and Dana. Sounds about right. Um, so yeah, uh, this was a fun match. <laughs> I thought it was very funny when Bailey was making her entrance. Uh, Aiden English comes out. Bailey never smiles, and then yeah. she holds up a title and, and, Im- and immediately smiled, that which was, I thought was, was quite good hilarious. Um, yeah, I I did enjoy the match. I have to say, uh, that was great. Yeah, I like seeing this 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 fight from from Nikki Cross obviously mm-hmm. you know I'm a big fan of Nikki Cross's and you know she had a lot of early pressure yeah a lot of early pressure like a lot of a lot of pin attempts going on and it just seemed like whenever Bailey was trying to get back into it Nikki did that thing that I love when she does which is just that wild ah fight yeah. your corner I'm gonna tear you to pieces Nikki Cross mm-hmm. fun thing yeah she does which I loved yeah, it was really cool. Uh, cross uh, got a crossbody for a near fall. She tried hanging her up on the top rope to do that yep. that neck breaker thing. Banks got involved. Bailey hit the elbow for a near fall. I yep. thought that was going to be the end, but it was a near fall. Uh, Banks then throws Cross off the top rope, and Bailey hit a new finisher, which is what we've been calling for for we have ages. Been asking it for so very long. I don't know if I like it, but it's something new. It was a face bustery type thing. Yep. It was okay. New finisher. It's so much better than Bailey to belly yep. and better than the elbow. So Very much that's so. fine. Very much um, so and then she got the win, which is yes. cool. Bailey debuted a new finisher. Banks got involvement. So it's still a heel victory. Cross is somewhat protected. And it was a really fun and match. Cross did put in a good showing for herself. Exactly. You yeah. Know, there was some nice. I quite enjoyed her wrapping, um, wrapping Bailey up in the, uh, in the apron. In yeah. The apron. Yeah. That was, that was quite fun. That was fun. And uh, yeah, that's how that match ended. Except no. Except wouldn't you know it. NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler comes mm-hmm. out, and first thing you see of her, she pushes Sasha Banks into the ring post. Yeah, Nikki Cross is lying on the floor after taking the pin. She just kicks her out the yep. ring, and then she grabs Bailey and she just throws her around a bit. Just like this massive like gut wrench, like yep. knees her a bit, just throws her around, being all cool. And she picks up her jacket, puts it back on, and then she's like, "Oh no, wait, hold on, two seconds." Bailey's getting up, near in the face again. Yeah, now I'm gonna put my jacket on. I'm gonna be all cool. Hold up the NXT Women's title, walk off. Walk off through the crowd. I mean, oh, awesome. Really enjoyed this. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this. And I yeah. was like, whoa, Shayna Baszler, that's cool. Still hadn't put two and two together that Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Shayna Baszler yeah. were, were linked because <laughs> my brain was still was not functioning. 
I enjoyed it just like putting Shayna over as this tour de force. She just completely takes out Sasha. Mm-hmm. One move, straight in. And I'm thinking, my, my first thought was... Okay, why is Shayna helping Nikki Cross? Oh, wait, no, she's not. <laughs> is this a Shayna Baszler face? To, uh, nope. No, it is not. <laughs> Shayna Baszler is taking out everyone. Everybody. Um, after that, Shayna Baszler walks off looking all cool. Uh, we've now got Pat McAfee on commentary instead of Aiden English. Cool. A little bit from Aiden English saying, like, referring to Shayna Baszler as the Queen of Hearts. Like, ah. Wrong suit. <laughs> it's Queen of Spades. Yeah. Nice, nice Queen try. Hearts, someone else altogether. Yeah. So then they were like, ah, get rid of Aiden. He yep. can't do his job. Here's Pat McAfee. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed Aiden when he was there. Oh, yeah. I thought he was, he was fine. Good job. Um, I also re- thoroughly enjoyed Pat McAfee. I think he's hilarious. Yes. Um, and this was the first of a few things that just had a slight NXT vibe to it. Pat mm. McAfee has been on several TakeOver pre-shows, very heavily linked with NXT as a whole. Yeah. Uh, during backstage segments, it was Kathy Kelly, who's the NXT interviewer, doing yep. things like that. It's just little doses of NXT throughout the whole show. It was really, really clever. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Speaking of, Kathy Kelly's backstage next with Sami Zayn. Uh, he's cutting a promo and he's saying, let's talk about uh, Shayna Baszler's here, yeah. Triple H is here, what it looks like NXT is here. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you for spelling that one out for me, yeah, Sami. I genuinely didn't put that together yet. 11 out of 10 for observation on Sami Zayn's part and none for you. Zero for me. It's, <laughs> it's, it was awful. That was when I was like, oh God, I'm awake now. NXT's invading. Yeah. And he says, well, NXT is here, but it might end poorly for them. They, they don't want to go sticking their nose in, in the wrong business because yeah. it might end really badly for them. And then he just stops and he looks over and he goes, oh. And then <laughs> you just see Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Oh, yes. Wrestle Talk fans. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. That's that's definitely why they're a team. Because they, they, they just really love Wrestle Talk and they yeah. just bonded over that. It's totally what it is. Uh, they come in and they just kind of do their thing where they just stand there looking awkward, being like, We know we can beat the hell out of you right yeah. now. And we're just waiting for you to, to you know, to, to for an opportune moment to Sammy do so. just absolutely desperately backpedaling oh, as much so, as so and so good. I really enjoyed him doing this. Oh, it was, he was amazing. He was like he was like, Oh, I've I've, you know, see so you wearing NXT shirts. Hey, look at this. Takes it off and it's just, and it's like, that's a black t shirt. <laughs> I can't remember which one of them was said that. Yeah. What, one Rid- of them. Yeah. Or least, what, one of them just went, it's a black t shirt. Yep. And he looks down and he's like, just <laughs> trying to dig himself out of this hole where he's like, oh, you know, I uh, I left it in my car because I was eating a salad. There was an oil based <laughs> dressing. I didn't <laughs> get a stain. And they're both so just sitting funny. there going, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He's like, I'll, I'll go and I'll go and get it out of out of my car. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And start following. He's like, guys, you don't, you don't, you don't to, need to follow. You don't have to follow me. Just yeah. getting more and more yeah. worked up. And eventually, so like, so well acted by. And Sammy. they're just following, going, yeah, we know, okay, yeah, 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 cool. yeah. No, that's right. fine. And then he's like, okay, yeah, you can come with me. That's fine. <laughs> and then he just runs <laughs> off. <laughs> It was, there was one line he said before, and he was like, you know, they used to call me the heart and soul of NXT. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, I miss that Sammy. Right. <laughs> God, what's he become? Not that I dislike this Sammy. Oh, it's no, Sammy's he's fantastic. Really but... good fun in a completely different way. Yeah. Uh, but where Sammy Zayn runs out to is the ring. Wouldn't so you is. know it? So Keith Lee and Matt Riddle run out after him. They chase him into the ring. Matt Riddle what? hits the... Sorry, point, go ahead. Point of information on that. Mm. Matt Riddle runs very quickly in flip-flops. Yes, he does. It's quite impressive, actually. It really is. Yeah. Wouldn't you know? Um, they get into the ring. Uh, Matt Riddle does this thing where he kicks off his flip-flops because yep. that's always fun. Hits the final flash, the brodemic, and then there's a moonsault from Keith Lee. That was beautiful. Bloody love Keith it Lee. It was a thing so of much. beauty. It was. I didn't think I was going to like it in the build-up because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure whether I'd like 
these two admittedly fantastic, awesome people who I'm a, ma- a big fan of just chucking Sami Zayn around between mm. each other because I love Sami Zayn too. Yeah. But it, it really worked very nicely. Oh, you know, it did, they, didn't they, it? They didn't just like have a 10-minute segment of them knocking seven bells out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fine. It was just a few moves and it, was, it worked really, really well. It did, yeah. And Keith Lee and Matt Riddle were just being awesome, yeah. doing what they do. It really put them over to the crowd. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a note here saying if ever there was a time for an NXT, ev- NXT invasion, it makes sense for Survivor Series when they're being a part of it. What a way to turn something around out of a bad situation from yeah, the travel delays. Exactly. Like, it's fantastic. Um, up next after that, The Miz came out, who was scheduled to have a Miz TV segment with U- new Universal Champion Bray Wyatt. Yeah. But of course, he couldn't make it out of Saudi Arabia. So they just came out, and the, the commentary was just like, so he's interviewing himself now? Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure. Um, Which, obviously that didn't happen, mm. but I'd really have enjoyed seeing Miz do that. Yeah, that would have been fun. I think I, he would have absolutely like Miz. loved it. Yeah. Um, so I, I wrote down, Miz can't interview Bray Wyatt, so who's going to come out from NXT? Because <laughs> now I've twigged it, that's what's happening. And oh boy who. Yes, oh boy who. There was a video package from Crown Jewel talking yep. about The Fiend and all that. Um, and I said the video package made it look so much better than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he st- Miz starts saying, okay, but let's talk about NXT. Ba 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 ba. Out comes Tommaso Bloody Champa. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Champa and Miz had a uh, verbal war of words, mm-hmm. which was very fun. Yeah. Uh, he was saying that Miz is everything that's wrong with like the main roster WWE stuff. He's coming out and he's playing wrestler. Mm. And he's saying, you play the part, Champa is the, the part. part. It was really good. But Miz had a great comeback. Oh, he was yeah. saying, if I'd just been acting for 15 years, I deserve a freaking Oscar. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's a great line from Miz. I love Very that. Very good line. Yeah. And his his sort of almost final line, I also really enjoyed. He was like, if NXT is here to make a statement, make the damn statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really it was really like a, a fiery interaction between them, which was really, really cool. Mm. Uh, and that led to Tommaso Ciampa versus The Miz. Uh, this match was fun. Yep. Asterisk. <laughs> this was a very fun match. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and the right person won. Champa picked up the yep. victory. He did uh, a knee. Uh, Miz went for a double axe handle off the top. Yep. Uh, so Champa hit a knee strike in midair and then hit the fairy tale ending yep. um, for the win. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun match. And this is where I think people's fandom of NXT will take over. Booking? Take over. <laughs> Booking. See what you did there. Because I wanted Champa to beat Miz quite convincingly, and Miz took a lot of this match. And it was, I'd say he even took more than Champa did. I'd say significantly more. I'd say it was probably 70-30 in Miz's favor, maybe like 60-40 in Miz's favor. Yeah, especially in the mid-match. There was, I mean, Miz was constantly, constantly putting on pressure. Champa got in a discus clothesline, yeah. and then Miz was immediately back on him. Yeah, he was locking in figure fours and things yeah. like that, getting loads of DDTs, all sorts of stuff like that. Which so made it, Champa look good for holding off on it, especially when yes. Miz very intelligently you know, targeting the injury that he knew he'd already got, and mm-hmm. the commentary team were really ramping that up. Yes. And it made Champa look tough, made him look resilient, made mm-hmm. him strong, which we already know he is. Yes. But it is true to say that Miz did get in a majority yes. of the offense. So it's like, so again, I don't want to sound like an entitled fan, but I think that's what a lot of people will think coming out of this match. If they're yeah. big fans of NXT and they see, you know, guy that's going to be challenging for the NXT Championship, Tommaso Champa coming out and kind of getting a bit schooled by the Miz. Granted, he won, yeah. but getting 
kind of dominated in that sense during the match by The Miz. It, like, it doesn't quite add up. However, right person won. Yes. And he won clean. Yes. And he won convincingly. He won with a finisher. It wasn't yeah. a roll-up or anything like that. So that is all thumbs-up stuff. Yeah. So it's still good. I, it lost me, like, midway through the match. I was like, you're losing me a little bit here. You're losing me. But then when Champa won, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm back. I'm back on board. This is fine. I, f- I feel like it might have been... Because I, I was okay with The Miz getting a good amount of the offense in. You know, I'm big... Uh, you know, like what he does. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been less of a bitter pill to swallow. I say a bitter pill to swallow. It might have been a little easier to take if he was facing, you know, a genuine, proper, long-term babyface. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I think that, that's right. If that match had been against Gargano back in the day, yes, for example, something like that. Obviously, I'm sort of theorying here and spitballing quite significantly. Mm. I think just the fact that it was Champa. If he'd have faced someone like, let's think here, uh, who was on Team Hogan? There was Roman Reigns, there was Shorty G, Ali, who Rusev and Ricochet. If he'd have faced Rusev. Mm. Granted, he couldn't because Rusev was, you know, in Saudi Arabia, yeah. predispo- uh, predisposed, etc. But I'm saying someone of that caliber, who's a, yeah. a big, strong boy, but also a babyface and someone that could realistically kind of control yeah. Champa. I think I would have been fine with it. I think it's because it's the Miz. It's probably why Miz hasn't been really treated like a proper, you know, even a mid-carder, really. He's just kind of been there for quite a while. Yeah. He's a very, very mid-card, if not lower for a while. Which is a shame. It is a shame. Massive shame, shame he, he for, for Miz, because he, he is very good. Um, but it just it does make Champa getting, taking a lot of offense from him feel mm. a little bit more poignant, I think, than it could have been. Yeah, but, I, I, but I feel that. that is nitpicky, I'm just yeah, saying. I, mean, I still he, thoroughly enjoyed that, and Champa won, and yay, thumbs up, everyone's happy. It, it, was, so. it was the correct result, and, you know, it's not to say that Champa was completely dominated. He got in some really nice offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, you know, giving as good as he got with wearing, wearing down. Yep. Um, yeah. It was still, really, still pretty good. Yeah, really happy with it. Yep. Uh, then we got the backstage segment with Daniel Bryan setting uh-huh. up that Adam Cole-Daniel Bryan uh, NXT Championship match later on. Yes. Then, firing desire in the ring. And I was like, I am going to bet my bottom dollar that their opponents don't come out because they're getting beaten up backstage. Yep. Wouldn't and you know what it? What happened? What happened was Carmella's music hits, and then no one comes out. So mm-hmm. we cut backstage, and it's Bianca Belair who has taken out Dana Brooke and Carmella by herself. By herself, because she can. Yeah, there was, it was just a brilliant thing of the fact that I think Dana Brooke was all, was Carmella was already down, and she was just tearing into Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. and then she just decides, you know what? I'm just going to pick up Carmella and hold her over my head and just yeet her. <laughs> she just threw her over some crates yeah. into the oblivion. Yeah, into, into an abyss somewhere. Whoop. And just let her go. No it was great. Ho- no one's heard from Carmella since. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, some say she's still falling to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so so she, Bianca Belair just throws her off and just kind of goes, dusts her hands off and walks off. I was like, and that was her. Well, that was cool. Yeah. And I was like, and then they showed Fire and Desire still in the ring. And I was like, oh, I thought that would have been the end of the segment. What's going to... Rhea Ripley's music hits. I was like, oh my oh, God, oh, what oh. is this night? Oh, I was so happy to hear Rhea Ripley's music. Yeah. And then Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox uh, come out. Now, obviously, immediately I thought, oh, why don't they have Dakota Kai? But in storyline, I believe anyway, unless it's been confirmed to be legit, Dakota Kai is injured. Yeah. Uh, I believe from, the, you know, the attack on from Kabuki Warriors on this yeah. week's episode of NXT. So... Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox 
obviously not the most convincing pairing together, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Two NXT gals who are, you know, quite high up on the card right now. Makes total sense. That's cool. They came out and they said, uh, Rhea Ripley got on the mic and just said, well, we and your opponents now. Let's go. It was like, yeah, we looking like you don't have any opponents. Well, you do now. You do now. For it. And then they just got in and they annihilated them. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Tegan Knox uh, threw one of them. Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville into the commentary desk. Yeah. Which was funny. <laughs> uh, they kicked Renee Young in the face as they that went was, over. Uh, like, they showed that in slow motion. She... She took a big hit. She did, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. It was just like a flying, flailing leg that literally just blindsided her around the face. Yes. Uh, Renee um, tweeted out saying she's never doing commentary again yeah. <laughs> because of that. I mean, to be fair, she did genuinely take a hit. Yes. Genuinely was bleeding. Mm. Dealt with it very nicely. Oh, yeah. It was great. Um, and then Tegan Knox hit the shiniest wizard. And then Rhea Ripley locked in the inverted cloverleaf yep. for the win. Yeah. Awesome. Again, so cool. I really like this. Um, it made especially Rhea Ripley, look like a monster. Oh, yeah. Which she is and deserves to be seen as such. Absolutely. Great stuff. Felt a little bit sorry for Tegan Knox because she kind of... She ended up, obviously, throwing Sonya Deville through the, over the announce table. Mm -hmm. But towards the beginning, like, you've got Ripley just beating down Mandy Rose. Yep. And kind of just in the background, you can see Knox not doing so well. Yes. And Sonya uh, Deville was just... Really hammering her. Yeah, oh, yeah, she, yeah. she got she got back onto it. Yeah, like Ripley never looked in trouble. No, well, she shouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> um, not not against fire and desire, anyway. No. Um, and then we got um, after that, Triple H and Shawn Michaels come out to be at ringside for the main event. Stephanie McMahon comes out and yep. talks about women's evolution and shows us a video package about the Natalia Lacey Evans mm. match from very Saudi positive, Arabia. Very positive stuff that was actually. I really, it was. I really quite enjoyed that. It was quite heartening. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I was also like, yeah, 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 NXT, please. Yeah, I mean, true, it, was, it was quite a poignant moment yeah. when they were talking about it, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and so, then. yeah. And then it was the main event, yes. which we've spoken about. Um, so, yeah, that was a fantastic NXT. Uh, fantastic. I almost called it an NXT show. <laughs> it might as well See, have been. might as well have been. Yeah. But no, what a SmackDown. It was so good. So, so really good. So exciting. And I say this in my edited review that's going up after this. I know this was shallow. I know the show was built off. Oh my God, it's that guy. And those kind of pops throughout the yep. whole show. And I don't think NXT is going to win its Survivor Series or anything even close. I don't care because I had fun. Yeah. And that was it. I had so much fun in this episode. Yeah. And I'm going to gonna give it a five out of five because I, I fully agree. It was a very, so, so fun. Very canny move by WWE to do it, mm -hmm. to put it on in the way they did. Yes, the situation was not great for them in terms of their main roster guys, but they, I, I don't mean to sound cynical when I say they took advantage of it, but they did. Oh, yeah. They, were, they took the opportunity, made the most of the opportunity, and it's looking like, in a general view, it's gone over really super well. And deservedly so. Yes. Because it was fantastic. Love it. So now let's get into the rest of your Sutu Super Chats. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. There's one from Justin Thomas here who says, NXT killed it last night. They made the save, built Survivor Series, put over all their guys, and made great TV. People need to stop sleeping on NXT. That's true. Yeah. Please get more viewers. Absolutely. Um, Kevin said, the match reminded me of how much I love Daniel Bryan. 
he was fantastic in the match. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. I mean, we all know how amazing of a wrestler he is. And like I said, yeah. it was a match I didn't realize I wanted so much until I was seeing it. Until, it's like, yeah. holy hell. It was whenever there's been someone new come in of that kind of ilk, and I'm thinking AJ Styles, mm-hmm. for example, immediately people are going, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan. Yes. It's always going to be Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. because of what he can do in the ring and yes. because of how fantastic he is. And obviously, you know, Adam Cole being Adam Cole. Yep. They're both that kind of wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then you put them together and they make magic. Yep. Yes, they do. Uh, James O'Rourke said, imagine if NXT clean sweep Survivor Series. One can dream, right? They won't. But wishful thinking, yes, one can in fact dream. Mm-hmm. Adrian Wells says, who do you think AJ Styles will face at Survivor Series? I hope it's Tommaso. Tommaso Ciampa, AJ Styles. Oh, that's that's juicy. That's tempting. Spicy is what I'd call that. That is Um, delicious. I genuinely don't know how it's going to go with War Games. I'm wondering if they might do some of the Survivor Series matches at War Games. Oh, really? Because from the look of NXT this week... It looks like there's going to be a women's and a men's war games match. So if they have those two matches and have, you know, most of their top stars in all of those, maybe the other three matches on the card can kick off the Survivor Series matches and then they just continue on Survivor Series the next night. I think that would be a great way to get, one, more eyes on TakeOver. Uh So you can say, the main roster stars are going to be on NXT TakeOver. That's fun. Um, and then also they can further the feuds with like promo segments and stuff throughout the night, building to Survivor Series the next night. And I think that'd be really fun. And you don't exhaust your talent. Also that. By having them fight in potentially two draining matches, mm-hmm. which they're going to go on for a long time. Oh, yeah. So you you do have an, an, a, an idea of protecting them in some way. That would be an interesting take on it. Yeah. Do you think they'll actually do it? I genuinely don't know. Mm. I genuinely don't know. I'm very excited to see what happens in the next few weeks, honestly. Yeah. Thoroughly, just, thoroughly excited if by nothing, WWE. If nothing for else, once. that's an aim of what they were doing, and they've, exactly. they've massively succeeded. Most certainly did it. You've got to imagine the viewers are going to flock back for this. Hope so. I don't know it if would, they will, but I hope so. It'd be a real shame if they didn't. Yeah. Paul Wright said, first super chat, fangold over the NXT invasion. Riddle, Lee as a tag team. Cole versus Brian was amazing. Survivor Series NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown titles. Make the wins mean something, lol. P.S. Happy birthday, Pete. Uh, mine's the 18th of August. That's the day before mine. Um, my actual one. It's still not my birthday <laughs> today. Um, but yes, I agree. Riddle, Lee as a tag team was set up on NXT this week, which was great. So yeah. they weren't just there for no reason. They were just two random NXT guys, yeah. which was cool. Cole versus Brian was amazing. Agreed. Uh, and yeah, make the wins mean something. I would very much enjoy that. If they, if, that, yeah. if they do, I've always said it before, if they do, whichever brand wins uh, has the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. And then on their own brand, they have a little competition to see who gets that number 30 spot. I think that's yeah. a, it's a perfect stipulation to have the Survivor Series. That's a great idea. I think they should do that. Really great idea. Whatever. Why 2 Flame said Dave is stunning. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> you make me blush. Thank you very much indeed. You're too kind. Too uh, kind. King Ruster said, I think the delayed flight was planned for last night, and I'm okay with that. Also, where was Finn and Matt 
uh, where was Finn? And Matt wants to fight Brock. Why didn't Why didn't he come out? Um, I don't think they're going to do the the Matt Brock stuff. I think if anything, they're going to be building to the Matt Goldberg stuff before long because yeah. he's been doing a couple jackhammers on the last couple of episodes of NXT, yeah. and the crowd has just been chanting Riddle, Riddle uh-huh. at him in the style of Goldberg, which is great. Um, in terms of the flight delays being a work. Tin foil hat. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't really think so. Really not sure. I think it's a, a genuine thing. You know, yeah. we've we've seen news news about it. We've seen you know people like Rusev tweeting out about it. Andrade, Andrade tweeted Andrade about as it as well. Um, it would be a bold move. It would be it a was. bold move. It's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> See, See if it pays, pays off for him. him. Uh, Shane Cowley. Uh, said this show changed my wife's view of NXT. She went from why do you watch the amateur developmental guys to these guys are good. This is the best ad for NXT. Hundred percent agree. Right there with right there with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's important. I think to really obviously NXT. We say now it used to be developmental. Mm-hmm. It's so important not to see it as that anymore. It's a third brand now. Yeah, just 100% is. It is. Um, I I think I say this in my edited review today that I forgot to mention earlier. This feels like the first pro. Oh no, sorry, I said it in my news yesterday. But this feels like the first proper shot that WWE are taking at AEW to be like, we are going to highlight NXT. NXT yeah. will outdraw AEW because we're going to make it so. We've yeah. got these other things that we can use to promote NXT, and they're now using them. Yeah. Whereas pre- before, it was a passing mention. Oh, NXT Wednesdays, whatever. Yeah. Barely mentioned at all. Now, if they, they could showcase NXT in a proper high-caliber level and try and get more eyes to watch that product. Exactly. That would be great. I really hope they do that. Yeah, I hope so too. Can't deny. King Rasta said a blue universal championship. I was thinking about that. I don't know whether they're going to keep it red because it would be a bit weird to have the red title on the blue brand. Blue universal. I couldn't resist. I had to do it as soon as as soon as you read out the comment. It was in my head. I hate you. Uh, Rex Joseph Kelmerin said this was an EST SmackDown. Uh, I actually felt that WWE's future is going to be all right with Triple H and his stars, though I hope Vince won't ruin it. Me too. Yes, I'm yes. with you on that. Mm. It's been said before. Yeah. But this is why I'm this is why I've been saying it all along to hope that Triple H has more of a say in what's going to be going on here because we've seen it before where so many people have come up from NXT and they just haven't lived up to what they used to be and we don't want to see it happen again especially exactly. to this crop. Exactly. This crop is so good. It's stronger than it's been in so long. So long, yeah. Uh, El- Alyssa Hudgens said uh, an ad displayed for me showing Fiend versus Rollins on Raw for the Universal title with Seth still having the belt in the ad card subject to change lol <laughs> so it would seem yep uh, King CJ said do you remember the board of directors do you think WWE is treating the USA Fox networks as this generation's board of directors yes I think they are they're using them as a proxy using them as a scapegoat to try and further their own storylines I think mm. yeah it sounds about right to me um King Rasta. Give it time. John Laurinaitis will be back. Yes. I bloody love John Laurinaitis. When he was an on-screen character, I thought he was awesome. Uh, King Rasta again says, push button, receive bacon. Yes, please. It's my t-shirt. It's your t-shirt. I only just realized that. Push button, receive bacon. That'd be great. That actually existed. Yeah. It's actually a hand dryer on there. You need to to make that. What happened? A, a, ba- a, bacon a bacon giving a machine. A bacon button. Yes, a bacon button. Uh, Josh Burke. out there as a scientist, please work on it. We'll <laughs> Make that. Maybe. 
Uh, Josh Burke said, uh, I love how they made it look like DX runs NXT. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. But yes, yeah. they totally did. Um, Joe Libro said, uh, John Cena versus your pick from NXT. Ooh. Finn Balor. Really? Yeah. Finn Balor. Intriguing. Yes. Why Finn Balor? I think because he's turned heel, I think he'd be a good heel to go against John Cena. He's the antithesis of John Cena. Cena is, you know, the the glossy superhero man who appeals to the kids. Finn Balor now, his new heel character, he is a cocky badass. He is a guy yeah. that could put the hurting on and look amazing doing it. And I think he'd appeal to the exact opposite fan base to what Cena does. I think it would be a really cool mesh of styles. With this new heel character that he's got, I think it would be an amazing match to watch. Plus, Cena can have really bloody good matches with really bloody good wrestlers, and Finn Balor is a really bloody good wrestler. You're not wrong there. So, I think... That's a very good shout, That actually. would be a, a, an awesome match to watch, if Finn won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't make him demon again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no demon. No demon. Just cool Finn Balor Just, that yeah. he was on NXT this week. Yeah. You got a pick? Uh, ooh, blimey. Let me see. Um, I'm giving you 10 seconds. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, this may be an odd one, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'd quite like to see him take on Gargano. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like it. Completely different kind of oh, yeah. idea to, yeah. to the Finn thing. But um, just from a pure wrestling perspective, I'd like to see Cena Gargano. Yeah. Cena being, you know, big match John, I win all the time. <laughs> Hustle, loyalty, respect. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of want to see Gargano face off against that. Yeah, that'd be super cool. It would. Out underdog the underdog. That'd be yes. fun. That'd exactly. be fun. Um, Sidesh Mijanka said, agreed, it's Daniel Bryan, but Cole took way more beating than he needed to, especially on an NXT Invade SmackDown show. I disagree. Um, I think he looked better because of it i think this w see this is the same thing as what happened in the champa match but this works because it's daniel bryan whereas it doesn't work because it's the miz in the other one so i think this works perfectly because it's daniel bryan former wwe champion five-time mm. world champion daniel bryan someone who's been positioned at the top of the card pretty much constantly uh even when he's not at the top he's upper mid card like yeah. almost main event level so one of their one of their top stars putting a hurting to the NXT champion is fine because the NXT champion also looked great coming out of it. Exactly. Especially and he won you, decisively. When you when you consider that a lot of the hurt that Daniel Bryan was putting onto Adam Cole was through stuff like that LaBelle lock, which people tap out to. Exactly. And the fact that Cole wasn't tapping, mm -hmm. consistently yeah. not tapping yep. to what? Two, three LaBelle locks. Mm -hmm. All the different changes in submissions that he was going for and Cole was not giving in. Mm -hmm. And that's what really made it. Yeah. I, I think it was fantastic because you couldn't have Cole working heel here. No. You couldn't have normal Cole because it wouldn't have worked for this match. So to have Daniel Bryan being the heel and putting the hurt on and Cole having the babyface comeback, it yep. it, I think it worked so well in this one, much more than the Champa Miz match. Yep. But yes, that. Um, uh, Thomas Lagnon said, uh, love Renee's line during the Cole match. We've already seen the Prince return to NXT. We could see the Dragon next. Yeah, I really like that. That's a, that's a, that's a thoroughly good line from Renee. Thank you very much, Renee. We love you. We do. Um, Jeremy Bell said, How long until Mansoor wins the WWE title in a Saudi house show for the loudest pop ever recorded? 
Oh, I could see God. him winning a mid-card title. I could see him winning the yeah. US or the IC title, and then he loses it on the following Raw SmackDown for the for the pop in Saudi. I could totally see that. Yeah, God, that that pop in Saudi. If he wins, if if, God, if you know, hypothetically, he were to win just like one of the biggest mm-hmm. titles, just like all those videos where it's like top ten pops, and like at the top is Mick Foley winning. It's like not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore of Mick now. Foley. <clears throat> nope. It's just Mansoor now. It's all Mansoor. It's so loud that it's actually the top three spots. <laughs> uh, Lino Tupapadelgado. Oh, almost got that right. You got that. Uh, did anyone else notice Champa keeping his eyes on Goldie during the closing segment? The little things. Yes. We didn't yep. uh, didn't mention that before, but yes. In the ending bit, Champa was just not paying attention to what Triple H was saying and was just staring at the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't like the fact, we didn't mention this on the main show, but mm. uh, I didn't like the fact that you had Rhea Ripley and Bianca Bella, and uh, sorry, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler standing in the ring next to each other being like, hey, we're buds, NXT, because they're in the middle of a you know an absolutely hot blood yeah. feud of the <laughs> NXT Women's Championship. Um, but having Champa and Cole on the opposite sides of the ring with Champa staring dead eye at the, at the NXT Championship worked. really worked. So I think yeah, there's there's two sides to it for for that for that segment that in particular. That is going to make something that I've just thought of quite interesting when it comes to Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. It's it's been done so much that it's almost been done to death. Is the whole thing of like the teams being put together and these people don't like each other and they address it and it's always the sense of no, we have to work together. Mm-hmm. We can't split apart. You know, we're doing this for the brand and then afterwards we can get back to it and things fall apart and it doesn't really work out so well. Interesting to see what NXT do with that, given what's happened here mm-hmm. with them all on the stage at the end. We're looking united. Yeah, yeah, looking like a pretty Seems solid like a unit. a more united brand. Yeah. So, you know, will they be able to get their stuff together mm. and properly, you know, we'll deal with us later. Now we're going to take out these guys. It works if War Games wasn't before Survivor Series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is going to make an interesting booking. Yes, for sure. Um... Timon Uzumaki said John Cena versus Velveteen Dream. Oh. That'd be fun. Oh, I'd like that. That'd be amazing. I that totally love that. Yeah. I mean, Velveteen Dream would be absolutely hamming up giving him the You Can't See Me stuff. Yes. Uh, He'd probably rename it You Don't Deserve to See Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, King CJ said, Last night proved to me that Rhea Ripley is a woman that carries a male superstar vibe. Not sure what you mean by that. Never uh, never seen her until she showed up on NXT, and I love her now. I mean, she is fantastic. I wouldn't say she carries a male superstar vibe. I think oh, she I just she carries a badass vibe. Yeah. Two very different things. Very much so. Um, and I think she's awesome. She is. Uh, and finally, Lino Tupapadelgado. Getting closer. Getting closer. Thank you for super chatting, but with no message. Thank you all so much for your lovely support. I think I just Absolutely. got one more. We did just get one more Ooh, super chat. Die- Diego Car- Camargo uh, said, do you think The Fiend could debut a custom title? It's interesting. That was actually, um, there's been news about this. Mm-hmm. There was a picture that he tweeted out that then got picked up on, which was sort of, he was in, I think he was in a wood or something, just in a yep. forest somewhere, yeah. like a la Bray Wyatt. Yep. Um, and I think he was just wearing, you know, g- jeans and a jean jacket. Yeah. Men- D- double denim. Many denim. <laughs> yeah. Many denim was being worn. And he was holding what looked like a um a different title and he'd tagged in uh custom belt makers and it mm. had this kind of it had this kind of wood almost wood grain effect and the um the, the circles were they had the uh 
the the birds imagery uh-huh. in there like he used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was interesting. I'm not sure what we need, what we make of that, mm-hmm. really, um, <clears throat> because it's literally just a tweet out at the people who make these custom belts. Yeah. It looked very artistically photographed. Yeah. I, I think if he it's, does debut yeah. a custom title, it won't be a huge change. It would no. be the title is now blue and he's got custom nameplates. I don't think it would be a big kind of title overhaul. I don't think they do that with the Unless Fiend. Unless he's going to have a decorating thing in the funhouse. Oh, God. Hey, kids, today we're going to decorate belts. That would be so fun. That would be amazing. That would be so great. So I've got another email here. Oh, yeah. I actually showed you this one earlier, but I'm going to read it out here. Comes in from Joe, who says, Hello, wrestle people. Special happy birthday to Pete, and a big screw you to that piece of crap, Blake Ham. That's a, that's a joke you wouldn't get, but it's fine. Um, love all your content, and a big thanks to you guys for what you do. You've really got me through some tough times, and I appreciate it more than I can really express. Uh, now, the main reason I'm emailing, uh, emailing in is I just finished the NXT podcast, where Pete talked about his D&D party having a nice little PvP encounter, where hmm. the party's druid opened up by using a polymorph to turn into a white dragon. As cool as that sounds, he can't do that. Polymorph allows the caster to turn a target into any beast. Beast being a specific monster type that a dragon is not. So tell your druid to stop being a cheater. There are ways to eventually be able to be a dragon, but that's not one of them. Thanks again and keep up the good work, Joe. Well, druid, stop Ah. being a cheater. Um, Dave. Firstly, uh, Joe, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. If you didn't realize, by the way, Dave was the druid. I was the the druid. Dave was was the the druid. Um... So our characters within the campaign are level four, five, uh, five, something I think, like yeah. that. Five. Yeah, 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 five. So we, what, what happened was we, we scaled up to like level twelve, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of on me and kind of on our DM um, within our parties that we've played various campaigns for. I'm pretty sure none of us have ever used polymorph before. No, never. <clears throat> so we were, I was kind of enamoured with the idea of just polymorphing, um, and. I asked our DM, I was like, I literally got him over, I was like, dude, can I do this? Yeah. And he looked at it, and he read it, and he said, oh, yes, you can. Um, it's just, it was basically, it was unfamiliarity with Polymorph. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never used it before. Um, I know none of the party have ever used it before. Um, we've only sort of seen Polymorph used briefly mm-hmm. in campaigns watched on YouTube and stuff. So literally just unfamiliarity with it. But uh, thank you for pointing it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hopefully going to be using it in the future. And it does mean now that your win is disqualified. So you, you lost that entire Absolutely PvP not. stuff. <laughs> Absolutely not. There is no retconning here. How very dare you. Um, well, thank you very much for your for your email. Regardless. Mm, absolutely. So I'm going to do another one because um, I'm going to try and because I've got a lot of emails specifically about our kind of stuff. This mm. one is just about SmackDown, though. So uh, we got an email from Nick uh, who says, hello, Pete and the gang. Uh, I bartend in a little bar in Greenle- Greenleaf, Wisconsin. And I always play SmackDown, I'm assuming he means on the TVs. Mm. Always play SmackDown, hoping at the off chance someone takes an interest and talks about it with me. I get the usual, oh, I used to watch uh, the Rock and Stone Cold in the WWF, and who put this fake S word on? Uh, (laughs) But today I got a group of six guys eating burgers and drinking beer, and all of a sudden I hear, 
no way that big dude is going to do a backflip. And I look up <laughs> and look up to see Keith Lee. They all turned and started watching and for the next hour seemed to enjoy almost everything they saw. Unfortunately, they left before the main event. Uh, I think some people just need to give wrestling a chance and they can fall right back in when presented a good product. Sorry for the long email. Keep up the consistent consistency. Nick from Wisconsin. Thank you very much for the email, Nick. Mm, uh, one, Keith Lee's awesome. Obviously, absolutely 100%. incredible. Anyone would really enjoy watching him wrestle. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people do just need to give wrestling a chance, and they'll actually enjoy it. I think there's a, there's even now there's still a, a stigma surrounding it to be like, oh well, it's fake. Yeah, and you know, it it, it doesn't really hold up when you actually watch it. I'd yeah, say. I mean, it was it was sort of more obviously fake back in the day really which is weird that it's the thing that comes to light more often than not now yeah uh, it's like you know we've we've spoken before i'm sure about getting rid of like the hokum and stuff you know it's not what people want anymore yeah. there's an undead voodoo wizard it's not real yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's 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 story based you know and yeah it's no different from really watching any other story based thing mm-hmm. um exactly. but i agree something to be given a chance because you know at the end of the day these people are fantastically athletic people for the most part they're Mm -hmm. putting on a fantastic show um they're doing all the things they're doing like it's not cgi (laughs) um yeah exactly so yeah i think i think you're right there just people give it give it an honest chance give it a go man um we'll do one more email Mm -hmm. uh, before we end it off today uh this one comes in from wrestle talk super duper fan and awesome all-round general awesome person steven Got pictures. Stephen and Giovanna, his lovely wife, there. Oh, lovely. On the, but they're the, the lovely couple that sent us the Firefly Funhouse box. Oh, wonderful they're people. Super cool people. Uh, so we got an email from Stephen saying uh, within the first three minutes, uh, so this was on SmackDown uh, last week, not this week. Yes. Saying, you guys are on SmackDown, is the uh, the subject there. It says, within the first three minutes behind Miz, you'll see a gentleman with a grey shirt, bald head, and a beard that looks like Laurie Blake's twin holding a support WrestleTalk shirt. <laughs> uh, had to, I'm assuming, sign instead of shirt. Why would you be holding a shirt? That'd be weird. Unless they were wearing bit. it and just kind of holding it with their two hands. I, just holding themselves. Holding it up like this. Block, that would block the face, though. Would, yeah, it would block them. I don't know. Um, had to send you that really quick in case you missed it. Well, I'm sorry I read it out a week late. Uh, also, as you already know, we think you have been a great addition to the WrestleTalk team and appreciate your feedback on the shows. You're not too negative. Gee, you're just giving your honest opinion. Uh, never listen to the vocal minority. Keep going, Chopper, and say hello to Just Day for us. Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, also, yeah, they there was apparently a small Luigi toy that was packaged in with the Firefly Funhouse stuff that I never bloody got. Also, the small Luigi toy we sent you was for your birthday that was packaged in the Firefly Funhouse box. Not sure if you knew that. I didn't know wow. that because I didn't know it existed. Wow. Which of them nicked it? Uh, well, it would have been whoever opened it. So either Ollie or Luke. Yeah, that's something. It's one of them. Yeah. One of them's got it. Absolutely. Hidden I mean, somewhere. I mean, you turned up when they first opened it. So maybe you took it. I had, I had better things to do with my time. Dude. Dude, if you've got a Luigi toy and you're not giving it to me, I'm going to be upsetty. Upsetty spaghetti. I've, I, I've been advised to give no further comments. <laughs> you've, you've been advised yes. by the voices in your head? I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. <laughs> Are they in your veins? It's <laughs> <laughs> an ongoing one of my biggest bugbears. Let's quickly explain that. Randy Orton, fantastic as he is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nothing can be said against that. It's when he comes on on the Titantron, just with the massive words, in my veins. And we're sitting there going, he never says that. (laughs) It's 
not a lyric of the song. He's never said it as far as I'm aware. Why is it there? In and my I, veins. I, <laughs> and I, I get that, like, him walking out and on the Titantron in big massive letters saying, in my head, doesn't quite have the same <laughs> ring to it. Yeah. It kind of makes him look a little bit mental. It but, sh- but it should say something like Randy Orton or Voices or something like that. The Viper. The Viper. Apex Predator. RKO would also do. Yeah, but no. In my veins. In my veins. What is in his veins that's not blood? I, I hear voices in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Once on a postcard. No Once on a postcard. Uh, um, email. PeterRestock.com. That too. Yes. Don't, also no, do not that. on a postcard. They probably won't make it. No, yet. they will not make it. Email definitely. Um, and uh, Stephen signs off his email by saying, don't forget, in case we don't see you. Chop, ch- chop afternoon, chop evening, and chop night. That was a, that's an old, it's a, a Truman Show reference that also Ollie spliced and made me do as a catchphrase. Oh, I like because that. he said it was chop in the morning to you yeah. was my was my catchphrase for a bit. Love it. And then he made me say, and if I don't see you, chop afternoon, chop evening, and chop night because he just loves giving me gimmicks. Any, I guess anytime you come round to my house now, I'm going to have a new variant of that oh, to greet you at the door. God's sake. Uh, there was loads. How could you not see that coming? There was there was loads that people sent in uh, when <laughs> someone said, "If I'm doing SmackDown reviews, it should be uh, I am uh, Doctor Chopper Pequen out, and I'm here to perform a choperation on SmackDown, which I thought was spectacular. However, I'm not using that. Hmm. What do you think? I know you're just trying to think of your own right now. Obviously. I mean, we, we, we could have a whole thing where you're giving two different views mm-hmm. of, of, of some something to do with wrestling and one of them's really positive and one of them's really negative, at which point you'd be good chop, bad chop. <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. I know. Yeah. I was awful. pushed for time. Like I, I normally with these kind of things I need time. Lots of, lots of, too much time I spend on these things. <laughs> Way too much time. And when I'm pressed, I, I come up with awful rubbish Yeah, things yeah. Much like, like that. Like that. Yeah. Hmm. And to be fair, the one that I was going to do, which is probably worse, and I don't know how I'd even integrate it into an actual joke about SmackDown, is just saying that the, the new game that you have, when you press the button in the middle of the machine you're pressing, should be called Chop It. Instead of, you know, Bop It. Chop It. Get, chop It. Twist It. Flick it. Do it. <laughs> that's my favorite. Yes, I love that one. Do it. <laughs> um, I think that's probably going to be it for the yeah. podcast this time. All right. I reckon, because we've got a show to do in five minutes. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Appreciate yes, you all indeed. listening to the SmackDown podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Me and Ollie will be back on Tuesday doing the Raw review. And then... I'll be back on Thursday doing the AEW review, and then I'll be back on Friday doing the NXT review, and then I'll be back on Saturday doing the SmackDown review. God, I'm doing so many bloody reviews. I'm just kidding. I love it. Um, Thank you very much, all. (laughs) (laughs) Those were words. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. I love you all. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.